welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. So this week I was, uh, I was reading Father Ron Rollheiser, who was describing a retreat that he took several years ago. One morning on uh, this retreat, his director gave him a scene from the Gospels to pray with, and he asked him to try and enter into the story with all of his senses. So in this case, you know, to imagine what Jesus would have felt and seen and heard and smelt using all his senses, right? It's a traditional uh, Ignatian way of praying with the scriptures. Well, for whatever reason, you know, it just was not working. He tried and tried and tried and he just got nothing from it. So after a couple days of uh, struggling with it, his director asked him kind of an odd question. He said, so where are you praying? And Rollheiser responded, where? Well, I'm, I'm praying right here in the chapel. And his director said, huh, it's kind of a nice chapel, isn't it? Cozy, right? Warm, nice soft chairs, very comfortable. He said, I have an idea. I want you to try something. I want you to try praying with this story tonight, outside, in the dark, in the cold, exposed to the elements, hearing things that you can't see. And let's see what happens. Well, to make a long story short, it helped. Actually, it helped quite a lot. And thinking about this later on, Rollheiser concluded that his, his own prayer had become so platonic, such a head thing, right? And so comfortable and pleasant and sheltered that there were parts of his spirit that had fallen asleep, experiences with which he was no longer in touch. Consequently, there were ways that he was no longer in touch with God. After all, how can a gospel like the calming of the storm at sea, right? Or even the gospel that we have today, Jesus being driven out into the desert, right? To experience the elements and hunger and wild beasts. How can a gospel like that speak to us if we no longer have any knowledge of the rawness of the natural world or cold or heat or hunger or our own littleness in the face of the elements? Or for that matter, no memory of awe or wonder in the face of their beauty and their power. You know, friends, even here in the Northwest, for many of us, our reality is becoming so comfortable, digital, virtual, that we risk losing touch with one of the primary ways that God speaks to us, which is through his creation. And I'll include myself here, right? Between sitting in front of a computer for most of the day at work and then going home only to sit down with a tablet, nice cup of coffee at hand, comfortable chair, snacks available as soon as I even think about being hungry, how often do I experience in a real way what it is to be famished or cold or vulnerable or caught in a storm or even awestruck or filled with wonder? In my own life, some of the most powerful experiences, spiritual experiences, have come from being immersed in the natural world. So I remember years ago going on a rafting trip with a friend who was a river guide. We were out at the Deschutes River, out by Maupin, and it was early May, so early in the spring, and for whatever reason, we decided, hey, this is a great spot on the river. Let's jump in and ride the current. Life jacket's on, life jacket's on, right? I remember hitting, hitting that water, you guys, and it was so cold, I was literally paralyzed. I could not make my, myself breathe, and I thought, this is how people die, right? It was horror, terrifying, right? 
And when I finally was able to kind of start moving a little bit and start swimming to shore, there was actually also an exhilaration that came, right? Because facing the power of that river and the, the paralyzing cold and then surviving, it was, it was, as I say, exhilarating, but also made me deeply aware of my own littleness. Right? There was another experience I had uh, early on in COVID. Maybe some of you had a similar experience. Do you remember in those early days of COVID when everything was shut down, so everybody was at home, there was no cars on the road, no traffic, no noise. I remember going out one afternoon for a walk and encountering deer and coyotes and even bobcats right in our own neighborhood and thinking, gosh, I never realized how many of my neighbors had four feet, right? It's kind of delightful. And then there was another experience just recently. So after that cold snap we had with all the ice and the snow and the, you know, the freezing temperatures, I remember sitting down a few days after that, downstairs in the morning, and my wife Teresa came down. She opened up the door to let in a little fresh air. And right at that moment, I heard a robin sing. It was like the first robin of spring. And you know, it had been months since I had heard any birds sing. And after all the cold and the ice and the dark and the wet, that song, I don't know, I don't want to over-romanticize it, but it was almost piercingly beautiful. It was like this promise of spring and warmth and new life to come. So during Lent, we focus on the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and rightly so. Those are tried and true ways of practicing repentance, turning over the soil of our hearts to prepare them to receive the new life that comes at Easter. But if you're game, if you're game, I'd like to suggest something else this year, or maybe something additional, particularly for those of us who spend most of our days indoors. Find a way to reconnect with the natural world. Find a way to reconnect. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Start taking walks at lunchtime. Go for a hike. Plant a garden. Try praying outside. Go fishing, whatever. Find something that works for you. Lots of studies have shown how beneficial being out in the natural world is for our bodies and our minds, right? It reduces stress and anxiety, it enhances recovery, heightens immunity, decreases blood pressure, enhances memory and cognitive function. But it's good for our souls as well. It's good for our souls. Few things rival the natural world in its ability to induce joy and well-being when we're attuned to it. Those of you who pray the Liturgy of the Hours, you know that one of the texts that we're given to pray almost every Sunday is the Canticle of Daniel, which is a celebration of God's power to bless us through his gifts of sun and moon, stars and wind, fire and heat, cold and chill, dew and rain, ice and snow, light and darkness, lightnings and clouds, mountains and hills, seas and rivers, plants and animals. Lent, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, is one of those happy confluences of the exterior and the interior world. The world outside of us waits for the new life of spring, and we wait for the new life of Easter. I think those waitings have the power to enhance one another. God's here in our hearts. He's also here in our church, and it's important that we attend to him there. But he's also out there. He's also out there. So this, less, this Lent, friends, my challenge to you is this. Get up out of your comfy chair and go meet him. Go meet him. And if you do it this morning, take an umbrella.
that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.